and welcome to the Champion's Way. I am Connor, and I thank you for joining me today. For the past two episodes of this podcast, I have spoken about me and my hobbies, my Dungeons and Dragons hobby and my toy collective hobby. But today, I thought it'd be really fun to switch it up a bit and invite someone else on to talk about them. So I invited Sam Cripps, a great friend, as well as my fellow podcast colleague over on Comic Thoughts, to come on to the Champion's Way and talk about him. We talked about his time growing up in Tassie, his time in school, the struggles he had with education, of which there were some that I didn't even know about. We talked about how he became a comic reader, how he became a toy collector, and how he became a metalhead. I found this to be a very interesting and insightful conversation with Sam. There are so many things that we talk about that I didn't know about him. And it's really interesting the things that you don't know until you know them and how they sort of make you look at things just even a little bit differently. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. But before I send you off to listen to me and Sam talk, I've got one little announcement to make about the Champions Way moving forward. We're no longer just on YouTube. The past two episodes, and this one as well, are all on the Nerds Paradise YouTube channel, but now we're also going to be on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and literally wherever else Comic Thoughts is. So go ahead, if that's your preferred way of consuming these kinds of podcasts, go ahead onto Spotify. They'll hopefully be there by the time that this is up on YouTube. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you for your time. Connor and Sam, take it away. So as you lovely people can see, I am joined by Sam Cripps. How are you doing, Sam? Yeah, not bad, mate. Just uh, went and bought a, about $300 worth of new clothing. And by $300 worth, I mean two pairs of pants and two shirts for a new job that I'm Wait, starting on Monday. $300, what'd you get them from? I had to go, legitimately, I just went to Lowe's because I needed high-vis stuff and I wanted oh, right. proper yep. pants that have all the, like, I feel like a, a oh my God, a Rob Liefeld character. I've got all the patches and stuff. So I can <laughs> shit in my pockets. I'm, I'm basically just dressed up as Cable. <laughs> Hi, yeah, my, cable. my new job, and I'm happy to just say that basically my new job will be me cutting a lot of grass. That's, a, that's yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. You only just got that job this week, didn't you? I literally start this Monday and it's literally on like temporary terms. I still have to pass uh, a couple of other licenses and tests and things to it, it, for the job to continue. So who knows? They might have me there for a, a week and go, this guy sucks and get rid of me. <laughs> or uh, it'll be like three, I think it's three weeks probation kind of thing. And then once that's done, if I'm fine, they'll be like, righto, let's... Put, Do this let's, proper. let's get him to get all the certificates and things to, to move to move on up i guess i think you get paid a little bit extra one like it's not like 50 cents extra but once you get those certs uh and the certs are just basic things like your white card and stuff so a majority of people actually have that i just never ever got one never bothered so yeah anyway fair enough well uh good luck with the new job obviously um mm. i hope it goes well but we're not here to talk about the future no, no, no. We're actually here to talk about what happened before the future, yeah. uh, the past. So we've actually known each other for about five years at this point. Oh, I'm glad you know that. I would yeah. not be able to tell. <laughs> we, we met in early 2017. It would have been about February. Uh, I think the first conversation we had was about the Marvel Legends, Angela. 
Um, oh, is that really the first conversation we actually had? First in person. We talked on the phone about Punisher, about the Mezco Punisher. Okay, yeah. But but that, that first conversation we really had was about that, Angela, because you hadn't had it at the time and you were still trying to get some form of license for for your shop to get yeah i couldn't get i couldn't get legends at the time i remember that and i think you did tell me where and i went and got one right that's how toys r us yeah and i went straight there in the morning and just grabbed one off the shelf i think yeah yeah so that was our first real meeting and in five years time i've done a podcast with you i've been to your house you've been to mine We've chilled. We, you've drank. I've watched you drink. So we, we've we've spent quite a bit of time together. We've exercised once, once together. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we can turn that into at we've least twice. That, <laughs> we've done a we've done a live recording, kind of, uh, once too. Yeah. It, at, at, and yet, despite all that, like we've done a bunch of things. I feel like every day I find out something new about you. I, you what? have you have lived over thirty years in your life, and I don't think you've had a single uneventful week. <laughs> Yeah, Based I don't, on everything you told me. I don't really sit still, and I didn't sit. I mean, I've I've got better at sitting still, but even then, I don't sit still for very, like the longest I sit down probably is for when we do these podcasts. That sounds about right. <laughs> even, yeah. even even when we were out for drinks, you were always trying to find a reason to get up, go get more, go somewhere else. Let's go get food. Let's go do this. Yeah, like when we're having drinks, or from when I'm having drinks, I I'll sit down and talk to people. As you very well know, my attention span and I tend to drift and I'll start looking over there. And by because I'm looking over there, not focusing, that point's gone. And then I'm like, shit, I need another one. I just go and get another one. I can't not have the drink in my hand in big social stuff like that. Yep. Or in pubs. I mean, it's a pub. You got a fucking drink in your hand. But yeah. Yeah. yeah sitting, sitting at a pub without a drink in my hand is something I had to do for the first time in a very long time this last year uh, or last year and this year. Um, because of driver's licenses and things and it is the most difficult and most challenging thing ever <laughs> well well let's let's go back to long before you were allowed to drink uh but all the way back to your earliest earliest years uh obviously you're from tasmania uh mm-hmm. but okay were you born in tasmania yes yeah yes. tassie tassie so, born through and through so what? So Tasmania obviously gets like a lot of negativity thrown its way. What was your experience like growing up in Tasmania? As a child, it's pretty cool. Uh, mainly from, I was pretty lucky. Uh, we had, I mean, when I was really little, we were in a pretty regular suburb uh, called Prospect, um, close to a lot of friends and family. Every, everyone's, it's very close, a small town. Um, but that's sort of closer to town, I guess is the way I'll put it. And as a kid, that was fine. But as I got slightly older, oh God, I don't know what year it was, but, or what age, but let's say, let's say I'm definitely, my brother and sister are both around. So I'm like 12, maybe 13, whatever. uh, And we moved to a place called Blackstone and Blackstone, the properties we had there were not like huge, like acres and acres of land, but they were big properties big enough that we could motorbike ride around them like around the the yard and everything um we could yeah there's just plenty of space if you can ride a motorbike around the yard that's a pretty decent yard as far as i'm concerned and these i'm talking proper bikes i'm not saying i'm saying you could literally go take like a 250cc and ride around um but for me because where we lived even first of all in blackstone was a big property and we had a massive long driveway obviously we could ride 
whatever bike, whatever toy we wanted to down the driveway. And as I got older, uh, living in Blackstone, uh, in different houses in Blackstone, we just moved around Blackstone a lot. Um, all my, a good bunch of my friends or I made friends with all the kids surrounding. At one point, there was literally, I had friends on one side and the other side of the house and we lived on a riverfront. So we had the whole river and all this land and stuff. There was even a farm a bit up behind us where all you had to do was call the farmer, get permission, and you could go up there and ride motorbikes. Um, you could, we, yeah, we pretty much would get skateboards. One of the main roads of Blackstone is this big downhill road. We'd get five skateboards, put it under a mattress, ride that mattress <laughs> down the fucking hill, straight into like a gutter and eat shit. <laughs> Damn. But, but like, yeah, and also this is another thing. This is peak jackass, like the TV show stuff. Yep. So we're literally jumping bikes into walls. I know on YouTube there is a video, and it doesn't look like it's that much, but my driveway at the, that house was like this big dip, and I'm riding a wheelie bin with a skateboard under it down the driveway. <laughs> Why and is there a think, skateboard under your wheelie bin? It's a wheelie so you, bin. <laughs> no, so you, you, know, you, need, you need the wheels of the thing so you can lay it down. Okay. You lay oh, it down. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. I'm yeah. like, I was imagining straight up, but you're laying no, no, down. No, no, laying down. So oh. then I could like sit on it up properly like this and try and steer it on the front by leaning. And uh, fucking, I hit, there's um, a wood chip spot. I hit this wood chip because I used to be able to ride it all the way down and I'd be able to turn it and go for this little gate and then I'd have to jump off because there was just a giant, like a one-story drop. So I had to jump off before I got to there. But this one time I hit the wood chips and I slid, my body slid forward and my thighs hit the rim of the rubbish bin and fucking like sliced both my thighs like really badly and I hit the ground and I'm rubbing my legs. But the funny thing is on the video that is on YouTube somewhere, the quality is so shit because of the old camera. It literally looks like I'm not moving. Like it's like, like it just looks like I'm going super slow. It's like everything when you watch, when you watch any footage of people riding motorbikes and skateboarding or whatever and you go, oh, they're not moving that fast. They are. It just doesn't look like it. It's this weird thing with film I've noticed, especially in the last couple of years when we're trying to film motorbike stuff, is it never looks as impressive as it does in person. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, that Blackstone, that's probably my main uh, growing up space. You have had such a different childhood to mine. <laughs> I, I, like, I hear some of these things that you do. You, you told, told me a few things and I'm just like, I, I can't fathom doing that stuff like i hated getting dirty i hated sand i had things like that i didn't want to oh, do that man. i was inside all my life so like i'm i'm like the total opposite of you and it's so bizarre to hear just throwing a, a mattress on a bunch of skateboards and going down a hill like who who came who, who came to the the, the 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 idea of doing that that was yeah, your idea was all my idea yeah that one was mine that was mine and then i convinced uh my little brother <laughs> uh, our neighbor cameron jones his little brother and our other neighbor uh, Ross, who was deaf, to all jump on the mattress with me and go down the hill, which they weren't so happy about how they sort of wanted to go from halfway down, but I kept going and taking the mattress all the way. It was a fucking king-size mattress, so I'm there, like, dragging it up the hills, and I just remember them going, that's enough, that's enough, and me going, nah, 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 we can, because we, it was like one drop, then a bit of a flat, and then a big drop, and I was like, nah, nah, we can, we can, we can coast that flat, it'll be fine, and we made it. We made it. We did it a couple of times, but um, I know Cameron Jones, he literally jumped uh, a push bike straight into a wall. 
as a kid and that was one of the funniest things i've ever seen and even he like didn't hurt himself he just laughed he like folded like a pretzel when he hit the wall the back tire the bike smacked him in the head and everything and you uh, we're all waiting for that moment of like oh my god this kid's dead yeah, this and, is a, this is where we learn. Our and lesson. I'm trying not to like laugh because just the way it unfolded and the way he folded was just I don't know, just the funniest looking thing. And even he was basically stuck on the wall and he is laughing. He's like, I'm, he's like, how does anyone <laughs> get out of this position? The bike has locked me here. <laughs> yeah, and he's laughing. And then we're super excited because we had a little VHS camera, and we're like, oh my god, we've got this on film. And it was Cameron's younger brother Brad who was filming. And I grabbed the camera off Brad. I'm like, because it was my camera. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to watch this back. You have to fucking cover on. No. Take the lens cover off. So he just got this black footage. And then all of us being like, "Ah!" like cheering. And I was so happy. And then sheer disappointment. Oh, wow. Um, So I had had a PlayStation and Sega and all that stuff. So I I did play video games. I was inside a lot. A lot of my friends played Time Splitters. So there was lots of days inside. Uh, Me and my mate Jared, who I actually played uh, online with last night, me and him spent lots of time online together as kids and not online, sorry, in the same room with multi-taps and multiple controllers and we had age parties and stuff like that. So there was plenty of gaming and stuff happening. I definitely wasn't as good as, at gaming as the others. Uh, I think that is a part of the attention span thing and also not realising how much I liked being outside. I yep. hated sports. You're not a big sports guy. I, you've never spoken about sports. As much as you love to get out in, in the dirt, you've never mentioned sports, I think, once. To I know skateboarding and uh, all that sports. Uh, yeah, sports. sports but, but like, I, I, I did soccer as a kid and I fucking hated it. I thought all the guys that I played soccer with were just tool bags. I'm not going to lie. I think most of them still kind of are tool bags. I've <laughs> ran into them one or two visits down. And I don't know, they're just not the kind of people that I like to hang out with. They seem very fake and ungenuine. So just not my cup of tea. Um, I mean, I'm not saying all of them. Some of them have definitely changed. And some of them were nice. Uh, there's a couple of guys I remember playing with that when I run into, I still have a good chat with. But there was a, a core group in this team I was as a kid. And they were just two guys that were just wankers and they kind of ruined the whole experience for me. So I just, yeah, wasn't, just wasn't interested, didn't vibe with it. And I, yeah, it was weird because I do like working as a team and stuff, but fucking soccer just sucked. Was that the only sport you played growing up? Uh, I did, I've done, I've dabbled in a couple of sports, but not properly. I think that the other two that I did, oh, I did, I did kendo for a while. Uh, What was that like? That's good. Uh, our science teacher in high school, he taught us kendo because he was a, I don't know what the grading system is, but he was up there in the grading system. So he was allowed to teach us. Um, and that was cool. We went and bought all our own gear. Was, and once again, it was me and the guys that would play Age of Empires and video games together. We all went and did that as a group after school. So that was fun because it was like the guys I actually liked hanging out with all, all, did, it. all did it together. Um, and once again, some of us were good at it. Some of us were bad at it. Uh, I've got terrible wrists, not a lot of strength in those. So uh, once again, like I could do all the movements and I was pretty good at some of the stuff. And like, I still know all the, I, I remember it all, but it's, I'm not, I wasn't as strong with it as some of the others, I guess I'll put it. Yeah. Uh, I did football, I think for one year. I think and everyone that was, has. No, it, but it's, it's, it's Australian, right? It, yeah, but this is a difference. I at school you have to choose your sport right i don't yep. know if that's uh, 
Yeah. You had to choose the sport. There's like a sports. So every like, I don't know, if it was Friday afternoons, you'd have to have your sports clothes to go play that sport. You you already do PE during the week, but then you also had to go do your sport. And there was like, I think you could choose netball, football. uh, Yeah, there's like a range of things. And then I know that there was like one, I'll call it, you had to be special to not have to do a sport. And you have to I, have a, um, a, um, like something going on mentally or physically. Mentally or your physically. A, a disability. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And it, that always pissed me off because I always wanted to go and I'd see they'd get to use editing programs and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, I want to do editing. I want to <laughs> do this shit. Um, but I ended up this kid that really annoyed me. Uh, I remember him being like, I'm going to play football. And he said something like, I want to get strong. It, it literally, I think his words are something like, I'm going to get stronger and I'm going to bully. And he like pointed at me and a couple others. Like he pretty much said it, like, I'm going to bully and pick on you. I'm going to get even stronger than I already am. And so I went up to the teacher and was like, I'm signing up for football. And they're like, why? And I, I said to the teacher, I'm like, because I'm going to punch that guy in the face. <laughs> and the teacher was like, Sam. And because I was not an aggro or violent kid ever. Uh, I was very, not timid. Not the right word is. Was I like doing no. Nah, I like doing my thing. I didn't really give a fuck what everyone else was doing. Okay. I was doing my thing. Um, I liked my metal. I had long hair. Uh, I like hanging out with certain people. But a prime example: high school finish. Right, everyone's crying and cuddling and being like, "Oh, you know, it's been the best years of our lives." And I'm like, "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> I like <laughs> literally jumped in the car. And mum's like, don't you want to say goodbye to your friends? I'm like, no, I'll see those dickheads later. <laughs> like, my friends I will see again. Yeah, the rest yeah. of them, I didn't like them, so I'm not going to stick around and fucking hang out with them. Or, that, like, one girl, I remember she was crying. She came to hug me. And I'm literally like, nah. Like, <laughs> full, like, hand out. Like, nah, no, thank you. <laughs> Get walking. <laughs> like, you, nah. you know the people you like. I, I, can, I can absolutely see you, Sam, just being like, they're not my friends for a reason. Well, yeah, they weren't. It wasn't even the fact that like I didn't, I didn't hate them. Or yeah, like exactly. That. It's like it's like I haven't talked to you for majority of my year or whatever. Yeah, we've probably had a class together, but it doesn't mean I fucking know you. <laughs> so um, yeah. So at some point, so when I mentioned this all to you, that's going through all this and talking about this sort of stuff, um, you gave me a few few things that might be worth reading yeah. up, and I sort of cherry picked them so, for for expediency purposes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned at one point that you almost drowned. Oh, I've nearly drowned. Technically, I think three times, but the first two were probably the worst. One of them when I was very little, I fell into a pool, and my I think it was either my friend's dad or his stepbrother jumped in the pool and fished me out because I am even to this day a terrible swimmer. Okay, terrible swimmer. I don't know what it is. I just I got nothing like i just don't float even like i feel like my air like you know fill up all the air in my lungs and i just fucking i'll be like i'll last like a second and then i'll tip and then just go straight down like there's just yeah it's weird i don't float at all i mean there's not much of me but yeah so that first time was yeah i think i fell or a kid was pushing i can't remember just off like a step and went straight down second time was in a river uh that I swam out. I swam out to a boy. 
a, a floaty basically if you don't know what a boy is uh, yeah. out in the water b-o-u-y not boy yeah. not, not a person but like not a person yeah, a floating boy. yeah so i swam out to that because i was going to go jump on a boat that was next to it and my brother's friend so they're only like we're only kids so he's thought it was funny to take off on the boat well as i've basically got there so he's taken off on this boat this little like blow up boat with a little motor and so that means i'm stuck on the boy and i had like this full clothing thing on so i was like i can't actually like i've got nothing left i can't swim back so i had to just wait there and like then i ended up just waiting 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 going they're actually like out of view i'm like they're not coming back for a while fuck they think i can make it back and i sort of sat there i was like nah you know what i'm gonna make it back so i tried to swim back and i nearly didn't make it like i just got there because i was fully dressed basically i had shoes on i had everything on um then the next time the third one was i had been partying with some friends and jumped into a pool which was at the time i was a lot older uh i mean my probably like 20s oh no no it would have been 18 I would have been 18, 19, jumped in a pool and just couldn't get back up. Like, I don't know what it was. The pool was that deep. And I didn't realize how deep the pool was. Like, I, that, that was my mistake. Like, I've jumped in and I've had drinks. And at that time, I'd had some smokes, uh, some wacky tobacco uh, and jumped in the water thinking I could just jump in and then push myself back up off the bottom, which I've done hundreds of times because I can't swim very well. And literally jumped in and then was like pushed and was like, oh, I'm not going to get there. And then because I'd been drinking and smoking so much, my lungs and stuff were just not there. So I got it. I did manage to swim out, but it was, that was such a struggle. That was rough. Mm. But yeah, the first one was the worst one. The other two were kind of more like I made it and was just like, fuck, that could have gone so wrong. <laughs> so you mentioned, you also mentioned uh, immediately after mentioning that you've almost drowned a few times, you also mentioned you might have some memory problems. Uh, when I was very young. Yes. So what, was, what's that about? So I was diagnosed with like a short-term memory loss problem. Do you still, do you still have it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll never go away. Yeah, uh, okay. It's, a, it's a, a forever thing. The only problem is, is, so I was diagnosed with it when I was a kid. So short-term memory loss, basically. Yep. But it works in such a strange way that like, unless I lock something into my long-term memory, I'm not going to remember it. Or I have to, for me, I've come up with a system for myself in a way that I have to attach like a physical, like if you give me physical stuff, like if you said, Sam, lift this, move that, do that in this particular way, I'd figure that out and do it. Uh, I built radio stations with a friend and stuff like that for a school. Like I can, I can do technical things, but I have to do it and I have yes. to be with someone doing it. If you just give me a list or tell me to learn it from a book, not going to happen. Um, or I'll like a list. Here's a prime example. You give me five things on a list. Mm -hmm. First two, hundred percent. The third thing I'll probably get because um, I'll repeat it to myself. The next two, will either not happen or I'll forget them and just come and ask. I'll be like, Hey, I did those. What was that other thing? Like it's, it's always like first thing, not a problem. Second thing, not a problem. Third thing is iffy. And then the other two will not stick in. That's not always the case, but that's just the easy way to explain it to people. Um, 
the memory stuff gets tricky was really tricky at school yeah i was about to ask like how was how was that growing up with oh uh, it was shit in the way that no like even now no one no one identifies what i've got as a like learning disability or anything so learning at school was frustrating i hated my math teacher most of my math teachers i fucking hated and despised because they just give you fucking paperwork and paperwork and paperwork there's no hands-on learning with math it was all just paper so i, I learned nothing i sat next to who eventually ended up being uh, the bass player in my uh or he's the bass player in every band i've ever been in um uh, sam mccarthy for one i remember for one or two years uh sitting next to him in maths and i literally just sat there and copied his paperwork that's all i did i just rock up sit down literally blatantly look at his thing and write it down and just be like what'd you get for this one what'd you get for this one in other words i just didn't do it so i'd pass everything but i fucking didn't do the work uh for math english the teacher we had was obsessed and it was nearly my whole high school thing he was obsessed with um romeo and juliet and i was so fucking furious at him all the time but once again being the kid i was i didn't know how to direct that anger or anything so i'd just not go like i'd have a signed sheet saying i had to go and do music or i had to go and practice this or go and do that um or i'd do anything to get out of it i'd always be trying to sign up for whatever musical thing was happening uh, in production or whatever, I, I end up even singing in one or two, uh, if you can call it that, uh, just to get out of English because all he wanted to do was talk about Romeo and Juliet, yet I couldn't spell basic words. Um, without Pokemon cards, I wouldn't, be, uh, I wouldn't know any maths at all. And English has only really come to me, even if you look through my tw- early 20s, my English is terrible and my friends were getting... My friends in Adelaide and in Tassie were pretty brutal to me sometimes about my spelling. And so I decided that all I had to do was, because, uh, you know, I'm erratic, had to slow down. So I've learned with texting, especially to have predictive texts on and slow down and just try and make sure everything looks like it makes sense. Um, and also to just, yeah, be calm, sort of try and calm myself down when I'm doing something. Uh, I picked up a pen yesterday for the first time in like 10 years to do some stuff and like my handwriting skills are terrible. So yeah, I admit like English maths, it's just disgusting for me, but I've got them to a level where it is, I can survive. Yeah. It's possible. It's, it, you can, you've, you've managed with something clearly you didn't get the support for even now. Sometimes I, it seems like you struggle to get the support for it. I taught myself English and maths straight yeah. up. Fuck my teachers. I don't care what they say or what they think. Um, my parents were very supportive of it all. Um, but also, I don't even really think they knew the amount of, I'll say, cheating I was doing at school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's fair enough. And it sounds like something that's like, you know, it, it, it requires a, a bit of work from, an, uh, from, from someone else to really provide, you know, because school is obviously so based on paperwork and, and, and repetition and well, theory. And it was weird. My school schooling, uh, um, was bizarre because like in especially high school I found everything was fucking paperwork and the couple of teachers that saw me I guess failing with the paperwork they would help me in other ways when they could the problem is you've got a class of what 30 yeah. students yeah. 20 so 30 kids you know, it doesn't really yeah and you've got you know 
90% of those kids are, are nailing it at just getting the paper and being told, hey, do this. And they go, oh, okay, yep, no problem. Where there's that small group that just have no fucking idea how to look at paper. Uh, yeah. So even in college, um, a teacher that I had who was amazing, uh, uh, rest in peace, he passed away uh, a couple of years ago. He was a fantastic teacher. He taught me radio and stuff. He encouraged me to try and do some of the exams and things. And I did a radio exam and it was so bad that when he got it, he pulled me aside and was just like, look, this is borderline unreadable slash you've never done an exam before. You don't know the format, the, the way this all works. I was like, I said that, like I was, I was all very sharp with him. I was like, I said that I wasn't going to be good at this. I can't spell. I can't write the things from here to here. And I can't like I, sitting in the exam. I literally, I could hear the clock ticking and that was fucking setting me off. I hate clocks and like, just, yeah, just weird. Just, I got fucking furious that I even had to be in the room. So I don't even think I finished the last couple of pages. And he basically said, look, it's unmarkable. So he gave me the highest grade he could. And I think it was level, level four is what you can do without having to sit an exam. So he gave me the highest grades in level four because he's like level five, you have to do an exam. I'm just going to throw this in the bin. You never did this. Like, so that way it wasn't like I failed level five. It was just, I got the highest grade in level four. Yep. So there's people like that, that were super supportive that were just like, look, and the worst thing is like the level five stuff I could do with my eyes closed. Like I built the radio stations that all the level five kids were fucking using with my friend, Nick, like me and him sat there, worked, built the computer stuff, plugged in pro tools, did all that, just did everything. Like if that studio had anything going on, if Nick wasn't fixing it, cause Nick was the main dude, it was me. So I don't really know. I don't really, I don't like it, any of the schooling systems, the way they work when you've got students like me. Because I yep. don't think the schooling system is set to succeed for people that not even necessarily have a learning disability, but have a, even a struggle learning in, in particular platforms. Like we all know that some people are hands-on and some people are yeah, absolutely. book smart. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, you could explain something to me verbally all you want, but I, 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 I need to see it and yep. then I need to do it over and over again until yes. i can actually do it like i i physically like i cannot just you know unless it is specifically a paperwork thing where all right cool writing and whatnot that's the skill that i'm learning because it, yeah, you just do that um i, I needed to see i only got my it. pen license uh because it was like the last day of school <laughs> and the I, teacher felt bad for me and was like here's your pen license stop using a pencil I never got my pen license. Yeah, right. <laughs> I never gave yeah. it to me. Uh, my handwriting is still probably too bad for a, for a pen license. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, because terrible. I, as, as soon as it was like moving into high school, they started introducing computers and stuff. So it was like, well, my, my handwriting, I didn't even oh, improve it much I, during high school. I've got to say this. Fuck you, teachers. Fuck all of you. Oh, you never have a calculator in your pocket. Suck my cock. We've all got, <laughs> we've all got calculators in our pocket. It actually, like, it actually you. happens. It, and it, even it, like, I posted that in a, a chat with a bunch of my, uh, I'll call it my Age of Empires friends. And it was really funny because I was like, hey, tell, let's tell all those teachers to suck our dick. We've got calculators in our pockets. We've amounted to something as I put. And <laughs> Uh, one of the guys back, he's, he's an engineer and he replied back with literally, he's like my first day doing like an engineering test thing was like, 
the guy, the teacher was like, use a calculator, no mistakes, don't be a fuckhead. <laughs> so it's like, wow, you had teachers all, like all through school just being like, you won't have a calculator. You have to do all this in your head. You have to do it this way. You have to like borderline being very aggressive to us as kids, being like, you will never succeed in life because you can't do maths without a calculator. And then now it's like, you watch any business, someone's just like, right, what's four plus four? <laughs> like no one does it in their head at all anymore. No, absolutely not. Um, it's, it's actually funny because like you, we're seven years apart. You're, you were 1990. I was born in 1997. So you, ex, you experienced the 90s. I may have been born in the 90s, but I essentially experienced the 90s in retrospect from the 2000s. But you actually lived through the 90s. You live in Tasmania. You're yeah. growing up there. What would you say is your first piece of like pop culture that you really became a fan of? Like what was this, this, this first dive into being a, you know a fan? You know, I actually think, when you, if I'm thinking about collecting especially, it was probably... Um, Michael Jordan basketball. Michael I mean, Jordan, like basketball, basketball cards. Basketball or... cards. I've still got two folders full of basketball cards that I mine from being a kid. Like I haven't bought anything since the nineties, so it's all nineties cards. Um, it's all just sitting there because I don't know anything about them. And to be honest, even as a kid, I didn't really know any of the players other than Jordan and Scottie Pippen because they were my favorite. I mean, it's the nineties. Who yeah. they were everyone's favorite. Um, yeah. I had Jordan. I've still actually got my original Michael Jordan hat from when I was a little kid um i've got michael jordan or chicago bull curtains from when i was a kid still um but yeah i kept all the original chicago bull stuff i had as a kid for some reason and even like clippings from newspapers when he was like doing some of the big dunks of his tongue out i've got the original clippings from the paper and i i remember like thinking about it now it's so bizarre that michael jordan was such a big deal to the point that he was in the newspaper in launceston yeah yeah in, in the random nowhere tasmania yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the so, and I remember there was a card shop slash comic shop, and I think what I I remember buying comics from there as a kid, but like it was all '90s X Men stuff that I admittedly would just look at the pictures and go, oh yeah, and like not really give a shit about. Um, or I was given Phantom, but I didn't really go for the comic stuff until a bit later. Uh, that was more that was way yeah way later. But then, like I said, so basketball cards I was into. But that was just for the sheer fact of liking Michael Jordan. Because you, you, you like yeah. Michael Jordan, but you you said you weren't a big sports guy. Were you like? No, did you like basketball I, at all? I, I enjoy. I try. I actually no. I did play basketball as a kid, but I don't really remember much of it. And I was so I was so short and so small that I could never really score, and so uncoordinated uh, that I was shit at it. And I also remember just like. I, I, I like basketball, but like, once again, it was weird because I just wasn't good at it. And I think I enjoyed basketball more for the fanfare that there was for Jordan at the time. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like Jordan was just such a epic yes. that that's all. I was just blown away more by like the sheer intensity and celebrityism of him. The, st the star power. Like, yeah. This was like a, this was a living legend. Yeah. Rather than the actual sport itself. So when I tried to play the sport and was terrible at it, I played it for a little while. I just, yeah, I've got so many trophies that are kind of more like, hey, he tried. <laughs> <laughs> Participation trophies. Yeah, bullshit trophies. But yeah, so I, it was weird that that's where that started. But then Pokemon, my friend Jared gave me a Weedle. That was my first ever Pokemon card. <laughs> and then I had hundreds of them. 
thousands of them helped me learn maths and English by reading them and fighting them and whatever. Um, that's how I basically learned most of those skills was through those cards. So you, and, you got you got your first Pokemon card from your mate and did you played Pokemon, like the actual card game with him as well? Yeah, uh, we kind of played it. I more played it with some kids at recess, other kids. There was a big collector's group to the point where there was meetings on weekends with young kids this is in a primary school where we'd all go to a guy's house and trade cards, talk Pokemon uh, and all kinds of stuff. But the sad thing is I remember in primary school, I had another kid who somehow they shoved their hand in my folder and stole like a heap of my rare cards. Like uh, my Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu not Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu, what's his name? Yu, uh, one of my mythical birds, uh, a bunch <laughs> of stuff. I just remember them getting stolen. And it might have even been my Charizard card got flogged too. Ooh. And yeah, just a bunch of stuff got stolen. And I know from that point onwards, like I was so fucking angry and sad um, that after that, I basically gave up. I, I kind of disassociated with Pokemon then a bit because I was like, I played the games more. I yep. got away from the cards and just kept what I had. And then Gav, oh, years later, I either Gav or sold off all my Pokemon cards in one lot to a, another kid. And I kind of moved on to Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. So you, you also played the games. Like, were you, you were like Pokemon obsessed at that point in time? It was everything Pokemon oh, type deal? Uh, I, I loved Pokemon. I had a lot of Pokemon stuff. Uh, so did my brother. Uh, but I wouldn't say, it's weird. I, it was more like, once again, I dabbled. Like Dragon Ball Z, I love Dragon Ball Z, and I had action figures and posters, and I had all the Tarzos. I still got all. The, oh no, I got rid of the Tarzos too. So I had, I had tar, I even had the original Tarzos back when they first were released. Um, so I collected all that stuff, like you know anything nineties collectibles, like Tarzos, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, um, all that stuff. I collected and have sold off. The Yu-Gi-Oh stuff was a strange one because Yu-Gi-Oh came into the point where I think I was even starting high school, and I remember me and one or two of the kids there fighting each other and swapping cards uh, in grade seven or eight and other kids being like, what the fuck losers like making fun of me for doing it. Uh, and I will admit the kids I was playing with weren't even the guys that I'd normally hang out with. They were strange, <laughs> but <laughs> it was. Um, and I think because like Yu-Gi-Oh, I knew how to play it and the two guys that were collecting it didn't. I got really frustrated again and gave up because no one else was doing it where I lived and they were either still getting Pokemon stuff or they were just didn't care anymore. They were like, Oh, I'm in high school now. I don't, I've grown out of it. I'm not, I'm not going to do fun things anymore because um, I need to be cool. I know that exact. Um, I, I tried to do that myself actually. Um, when I was growing up, I literally, I, I was like, I hit high school. I stopped reading comics, stopped playing video games, all video games that uh, my friends weren't playing, and I stopped doing the things I liked, and I was a miserable, uh, miserable see, we, person. <laughs> I think all my friends played video games. Uh, so, like, Time Splitters was a big one for us. But we, and Age of Empires, even to this day, we'd still play Age. Um, but, and with that same group. But the, the big thing was that everyone was definitely diving into music. Like, right. everyone was. And I struggled because everyone that was getting into music that I knew was either really doing acoustic singing shit or, I don't know, it's just all crap. And so me and my really close, like basically my brother, Milner, me and him uh, started just, he, Milner started the drums. I'd tried drums, was shit at it, 
Is the same Milner that I met? Yes. Yes, this is Milner. Oh. Yeah, uh, and I started playing a bit of guitar. I'm, I'll admit I'm still shit at guitar. I play a little bit, but I'm just not good at it. Um, I don't have the from here to here. That's the problem. So in, in high school, I was in bands and McCarthy joined, who is the bass player who I used to cheat off for maths. So there was me, him, there's another guy called Andrew. And we just started, I think our first one was called something like Dead, Dead Marsupials, was I think the name. Uh, and then we, we liked that name and we were just playing kind of really shitty punk covers that I and me and Andrew played probably better guitar than I did. We, all, we just struggled because we're kids. We're all fucking shit at playing. And then we changed our name to Lazarus and deliberately spelt it wrong. Because everyone's like, you spelled it wrong. Like, we know. Like, it was just like this weird thing that I had in my head. I was like, it has to be spelt like this uh, to confuse people. And we had some, we wrote, we moved away from doing cover stuff completely. This is still in high school, but it wasn't good. Like our writing ability was terrible because we all had such different styles. It was too vast. Like, I liked really heavy stuff. McCarthy liked black metal and punk. And the other two guys were kind of into punk and Milner was into rock. It just, it didn't work. Like we, we had fun playing together, but for writing songs, it definitely didn't work. And we weren't great at our instruments. Um, McCarthy was. McCarthy was a fantastic bass player. Um, so then me and McCarthy in college, so we've played literally all through high school together in bands. And then in college, me and him are sitting in the hallway we can hear these two guys playing like death metal stuff in a room. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But we just sat down in the hallway and McCarthy learnt Gilded Cunt by Cradle of Filth on bass. And I had it playing on this little system thing. And I was literally sitting there like, oh, you little baby god, oh, you little Gilded god, like singing it. And, and I hadn't actually done anything before. It was just something I decided to do. I was like, I'm going to try and mimic Danny's voice here. And, uh, then this dude, a big curly afro, walks out and he's like, yo, come do that in this microphone. So I walk in and McCarthy just heads off. I go into this room, um, like screaming, just making up words to this song that they've written. But the bass sounded really weird. And the drummer had like, I don't I think he had dreadlocks at the time. Yeah, big dreadlocks. And he's just like blast beating. And I had never seen a drummer play like this in person that is like closer to my age. Yep. Um, and the bass player was doing slap and it wasn't the right chords and didn't fit in. So he's left the room and I've literally gone, hold up one minute. We're not going to class. And they're like, okay. So I just walked out. I'm like, McCarthy, fucking come here, get in here, stand here, look at this dude and just play this song. So we just started and McCarthy just stood there and just looked at him and learned it. And then that was it. We were, it was like, fuck, do you want to do this again? Yeah, okay, let's do it tomorrow. And the awkward thing is the other bass player, we never ever told him he wasn't in the band. He just walked past, looked through the window and saw the four of us playing the song that he just tried to learn to be in this band and saw McCarthy just nailing it and just bowed his head and walked away. <laughs> oh. And then we actually introduced each other and it was Sam McCarthy me, Sam Cripps, <laughs> Sam Locke on guitar and Nathaniel on drums. So we had three Sams and a Nathaniel. So we ended up Nathaniel's nickname because I won't lie. He's just, he was a garbage person. Uh, his name was dog shit. Uh, and then we just all used our last name. So we had dog shit, Cripsy, McCarthy and Lockie. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, and, and McCarthy, the funny thing is dog shit and uh, Lockie 
had basically done the same thing me and McCarthy had had bands all the way through high school and stuff and had definitely better writing ability. Like Lockie's a fant- amazing guitarist and fantastic writing ability. And Nathaniel's maths and drumming was just insane. So they were really good and tight knit and worked so well together. But um, I mean, eventually there was falling outs, but they, yeah, to start off with through high school and then into this, they were like, they just worked so well together. And then me and McCarthy working so well together, it just kind of worked. And we all at least like heavy music. Right. So that's where I think finally musically, I found people that wanted to do what I wanted to do, which was dope. Okay. Well, I have a, a bit of a question. Going back a bit um, from, from here, when was that moment you were like, oh, I, I, I'm a middle Like I, you, you found this kind of music and went, oh, this um, is for me. What was that moment you remember? I was a child, man. Nah, not really. I, I like, I literally would, as a baby, would fall asleep to Sabbath and um, Joe Satriani and... Did, yeah. your, did your parents like like this kind of music? Uh, dad, dad likes old school rock and roll stuff. Like so, Sabbath. Um, he liked, or he liked Joe Satriani. He liked uh, REM. I think was there Cream, uh, ACDC. Um, yeah, mum and dad, like dad was definitely more rock. Mum has a pretty wide taste. She's definitely into musicals and things. Uh, but my, both my parents just liked music and had music on all the time. Uh, so me growing up, uh, my first record I ever bought was uh, the Batman uh, with Seal, Kiss on the Rose on it. Like that was my first record because I loved Batman so much. I bought the record. Um, well, I loved the movie. Uh, and I was listening to Deep Purple constantly as a kid. I just put the Deep Purple Machine Head album on and I still listen to that on the regular. It's like one of my favourite albums. It's my favourite album. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, Deep Purple Machine Head is just one of the best albums. Every song is just a fucking masterpiece. And then from that, so we'll say that's rock, heavy rock that I'm into. Of course, I like Sabbath and some other stuff. And then I think when me and my mum went to the RSPCA, to get a dog there was a competition with the guys that ran triple j at the time and corn was playing and i got given or mum won the competition and she gave me the album i'd heard i think one or two of their songs before but mum gave me corn issues that she won yep and mum was like they're like oh this lady's won it she's not gonna have a clue she's like look i'm a pretty hip teacher because mum was a teacher at the time she's like i know who corn is and just handed it to me and she's like oh maybe he'll be into this because he likes rock and roll and i heard that album and i must admit i remember in my head just being like what the fuck is this <laughs> this is so weird i like this but i don't know why i like this yet. i can't i can't categorize it in my head yeah i can't put i can't i can't put my finger on it but there's something and then about i this. literally from that somehow i think i was listening to a lot of triple j the racket and so i was listening to just lots and lots of different metal stuff i could never remember who anyone was uh, a kid at school in high school in year seven he helped me out by giving me heaps of cds that i would you know listen to constantly he gave me because that's when burning cds first became a thing when pirating was the the hot thing napster was around uh there was um i already liked metallica i already liked a lot of that stuff but he gave me disturbed he gave me manson um i know the matrix movie was out so i had that soundtrack too so rob zombie and all that was on there it's weird. Like I heard all these, I think I heard all of the bands kind of all off like random mix CDs that friends and stuff had more so than anywhere else. 
but it was already stuff that I had kind of heard due to radio and it was around, but now this is yeah. almost like solidifying it in a weird way. Yeah. Like I, I know that the start of high school was definitely probably when I dived more into it. But the funny thing is as high school went on, I noticed, so I think Blink-182, Good Charlotte, Fuck, Sum 41, all that stuff was coming out mm-hmm. and everyone was obsessed with it. And I just couldn't, I just didn't like it. I think I like one, I like the Hell song by Sum 41. I'm like, that is it. Like the rest of it I thought was just shit. And everyone loved it and I couldn't figure out why and everyone wanted to be punk. And I remember everyone rocking up to school trying to dress slightly more like that. When I rocked up to school, I had tight skinny jeans on, Converse's. I, if I didn't have a flanny, I'd have a Metallica shirt on with my sh- school shirt undone, long black hair, uh, sometimes nails painted. So, so legitimately, the only thing that's changed in your wardrobe is your fingernails and your hair? Well, literally, because I, 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 <laughs> I tried to go goth at one point because I thought goth was sick. I loved that. I loved Wednesday 13 and I loved Manson. And oh, like, Wednesday 13? I don't hear a lot of people talk about him for some reason. Uh, I, I love him. So fantastic stuff, but, and I liked Cradle of Filth, um, but then like, I, I literally was like, it's too hard, like, fuck dressing up every day, I'm too much of a bum <laughs> to do that shit, but yeah, I just went with the, the sort of, the more flanny look, I've, the flanny doesn't get brought out as often as it used to anymore, I used to wear it like every day, no matter what, but like I was saying, everyone sort of went to this punk rock vibe, and I hated it. And I was listening to, by the time everyone's listening to that stuff, I'm already listening to Cannibal Corpse, Arch Enemy, uh, Opeth, um, oh, Psychroptic and stuff from Tassie. Um, yeah, I was already listening to oh, Napalm Death. I was already way heavier than any of the other guys. McCarthy's probably the next closest because he loved that punk stuff. But he was also really into um, Demi Bogier and black metal stuff so me and him kind of the euro the euro metal scene yeah so me and him but he was very much like it had to be like like just fucking white noise and blast beats yeah where or punk and mine was definitely that death metal and sludge recorded on a broken cassette player yeah yeah pretty much and yeah so i know that it was weird uh my mate cameron he liked a lot of the music i liked like slipknot and corn and limp biscuit all that 90s stuff uh, and he liked Slayer, Metallica, and everything else beforehand with Thrash. It's weird. Thrash and New Metal are probably the two big ones. And then for me, it's Def. And then Cam kind of skips Def. But me and Cam weren't friends really in high school. Well, well mate, well, our friend Lee, whichever, but we weren't like buds. We became really close in college. Right. Because we well, both well, realized we're like, everyone else sucks. Like, they've all got this <laughs> weird, like, oh, I play sports, bloody fucking da. Where we're like, well, we want to play guitar, drink beer, and scream at each other this sounds way better <laughs> fair enough I, I understand that i'd probably take the latter of the two to be honest now do you remember your first action figure sam first action figure first 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 oh no no, no not my first but i know i can like give you a sort of rundown of some of the early stuff so yeah early, early action figures is definitely i had shitloads of straight sharks i had shitloads of wrestling figures heaps of wrestling figures well you begin to every now and again i'll make a wrestling reference and you'll only get half them because you don't watch it anymore but like you, you were oh, a big 90s. wrestling fan early early 90s stuff uh when, it was more we, we couldn't get it on anything and when we did get it on stuff um like monday night raw or whatever I don't even know if it was Monday nights back then, but oh, I mean, I watched WCW okay. and WWF. Yes. So they were the ones I like. I like Sting. 
I liked Goldberg. I liked uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Kane and Undertaker. They were kind of the main ones. I think I stopped watching it when there was a guy that dressed up as a superhero called the Hurricane. Yes, the Hurricane. So I think Hurricane is when I definitely had started to lose interest. Hurricane, um, it's 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 sad because Hurricane has some of the, the the genuinely some of the funniest things in wrestling. He is genuinely funny. He did a bunch of things with The Rock. Um, yeah, it was just it was genuinely. I mean, I saw really all the rocks, fun. you know, yeah, big stuff up and drop. Yeah, uh, Helen. I mean, oh mankind and Undertaker Helen. Oh, I mean, I've got to see that you, on TV. Yeah, you saw that. Did you out. see that live? Like, no, I did. Or at least it live. It was a repeat of the like. I watched it on. It would have been not Foxtel. It was a different. It was called something else at the time in Tassie. I think it was Ozstar. We had Ozstar, and okay. it was on that, and it was a repeat. And I remember the first time watching it, just being like, "Holy shit!" That guy's that man's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gone. Him? Yeah, he he actually he's living up to his name. The Undertaker killed a man. Uh, but yeah, I, I was right into it. We used to all wrestle, and obviously, all the wrestling games on PlayStation were actually fantastic until mm-hmm. the last couple of years. I think they've kind of declined. But yeah, I think I was into all of that stuff. But like I said, you know how you lose interest in certain things. Yeah. The comic stuff stuck with me only, I think, because I got back into comics when I started the band stuff. Yeah. Because the band stuff and me reading comics went hand in hand because we we're traveling around so much just you in the cars story. i just had some and it was more like i'd hide the comic like it was weird i never showed any of my friends the comics like most of my mates were like they didn't realize even in, i wasn't even into comics until i moved here when i started to dive into it very heavily here um all my comics were kept in stuff under my bed because i had a like a lift up bed thingy yeah. that i could hide them under so they all just weren't living under there so i don't think anyone really realized how many i even had or what i was up to a lot of people had seen me reading them. They'd come over to my little studio I had at the time because I was just like living separately from the house in the studio. Yep. Um, so we'd play, we'd, we'd just get drunk up there or smoke a lot and do dumb shit. Um, but we'd like, yeah, there'd always be people coming over and I'd be like laying in bed reading a comic and then just they'd be there, oh, hey man, and then like throw the comic aside because at that stage I wasn't like careful with them i guess you weren't key collecting you weren't aware of how they were yeah and as a kid i still read comics don't get me wrong like i've got comics from when i was a child child but i did like typical thing cut them up ruin them put them on books all that stuff drawing them and stuff like that yeah yeah you cut them up and laminate them to my school folders not thinking about the future not caring because it doesn't really matter you're a kid yeah well you mentioned another thing i know you said you would rather do a much deeper dive when we finally had them in hand but i feel like i feel like we would be uh not covering all our bases if we didn't at least mention a little bit street sharks street sharks are dope you Uh, are i don't want to say you're obsessed with them but you do like them quite a bit yeah i think they're one of the coolest toy lines that were ever made i actually to be honest if i had to pick the best toy line ever ever made i'd pick street shark really and the reason the reason I picked them is the quality of the toy. Like it is such a, I've still got all mine from being a kid and I played with them in the bath, outside, uh, threw them around. Yeah, they've got scuffs and marks on them, but they're still solid. Like it's not like all the, like I had, I definitely had He-Man toys and stuff. I didn't like He-Man and I'm still not really into He-Man. I've got okay. a more appreciation for it now, but like all those toys I had as a kid would get, more damaged i managed to look after most of my toys from being a kid um and i made a mistake of selling a lot of them unfortunately as we all do but the 
stuff I always remember is like just the sheer crazy amount I'd play with street sharks and they're still, I still got them and they're fine. You know what I mean? Like that's what yeah. blows my mind. Um, I, the show I loved as a kid was obsessed with it. Was, it, a sh- was, was it toy or show first for you? I think it was show. Ooh, it might even be the same time. I don't know. It just kind of happened close. all at once. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I was so young. I don't remember. I think what, 95 or something. So I've had them since I was like five or six years old. Most of those toys. So, yeah, I know sharks. They're just they've got um, hard plastic legs, with the original ones, hard plastic legs, and then the torso for most of them, and the body and the jaws and everything. They're a soft plastic, so normally you see that stuff deteriorate, especially with shitty toys now. But these have lasted forever. Like they just don't. They haven't 30, deteriorated. Thirty years. Yeah, thirty years of not deteriorating. Wow, it's fucking insane. For and like. If you look at any other toy that had soft plastics and things, most of them melt, collapse, have folded in, disintegrated. But yeah, I think Street Sharks, uh, their value of Street Sharks has gone up a lot because obviously everyone my age wants them now. and yep. Stuff which sucks for me because I've been trying to get a lot of them beforehand. I'm missing a handful, but not many. I should have nearly a full collection. Um, but yeah, it's fucking, it, it's good. I'm glad people love them again, but I, I kind of want to re-release. Uh, there's been lots of mentions in Street Sharks in the last couple of years by companies and people in companies, but no one's been game enough to do them. And I think the big problem is the sheer size and quality. I don't think yeah, they can do that now. If you, if you, if you can't match what they, they did back then, then people aren't going to go for it. So, well, they, Like they did that new, uh, the new uh, Mattel adult line one that I got, and they're all hard plastic. They're the designer ones. And admittedly, I like one of them. The other two are a bit iffy. Like, I think they're kind of shit, but at the same time, I bought them because I was like, I need, if this does well, then they might make more. But they are all hard plastic, and that makes me sad. I, I love the old... The old soft rubber, soft Yeah, bits. yeah, which, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll ever see that again in toys properly. Just because price. You mentioned you read comics as a kid. You mentioned you read comics all through, you know, when you got back into music. I pretty much never stopped reading comics. It's just that I, I wouldn't call myself a collector properly until... Even I'll say when I got to Adelaide and I got waterlogged comics and stuff destroyed when I moved here, that then yeah. after that, that's when uh, I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm like, I went all in. And I had a comic shop because all the ones in Tassie had closed at the time. All the ones near me in Launceston were shut down. I think there was one left in Hobart. I think there's only still one left in Hobart, but everything was dead in the water in Launceston. There's no trading card stores, no comic shops, nothing. There was a place called... Uh, there was one shop that sold some of that stuff, but it was just like trades. And so you're being all their books. So you're being prepared for life in Adelaide, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, well, it was funny because, like, I literally, I think the first day I got here, I mean, the first day I got here was actually at night time. I went straight to a pub, but the next, the Monday or whatever, the first Monday I was here, I remember going into town and just walking around and finding all the comic shops. And like, I searched them on my phone was like where the fuck are these places when was this what year would this would this have been i can't remember how long i've been here i think it's like it's over it's over 10 years i've been here now okay so you, you came here when you were about a teenager or an adult? 20 21 21 so about about 11 years ago about 11 years ago that sounds about right yeah so that, that would have been what 2011 something like that probably yeah okay. yeah yeah uh I, that, yeah it's very loosely around then and then i yeah pretty much 
I remember going into Adelaide Comic Centre. Uh, there was a guy called Adam working at the time who was obsessed with Punisher. I mean, him hit it off pretty quickly. And then I was shopping there. Every that's when morning. that's when they were in the big store, yes. right? The, yeah. the and I would be guy. there. I was that guy every Thursday morning. I was there annoying the hell out of them, being like, where's the shipment? <laughs> I was that guy. Okay. Well, so how did you get into comics? Like, what was it? Is it just, it just happens or oh, was dad, a, an inciting My, my dad had comics, but like he didn't collect them or anything. He enjoyed reading them. Uh, he used to read a lot of Star Trek comics. Okay. And he basically gave me, when I was a kid, he gave me Star Trek and a bunch of stuff. And I know the death of Robin was in there. And I remember re-going through those books later on. So I'd, I'd bought comics since. I used to just buy them from news agents or whatever. I'd see them of comic and just go, oh, fuck it. And like, you know, be Batman 6010 completely. Like I'd have no idea what's going on, but I'd just grab it and read it. Um, but I had death in the family. And I remember reading that and just being like, holy fucking shit. This is amazing. Like this is brutal as fuck. I want more. I want more brutal as fuck. Where's... Where's comics like this? And realized that comics could be adult. And that's when I just started to try and buy more. Um, but being in Lonnie was difficult. So when I moved here, that's when I was like, there's comic shops. I can just get a standing order and it's way easier. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you've read Death, uh, uh, Death of the Family? Was it The Death of Robin? Sorry. Yeah, Death of the Robin basically like Death made me Robin. go, fuck, this shit's yep. brutal. I want to I buy more. Me and you, Sam. We, we, we can disagree on all the things. In fact, we'll probably disagree on plenty of things moving into the future. That's just going to happen. There's one thing that I don't think, no matter what happens, we'll ever disagree on. We both love Spider-Man. Yes. When did you fall in love with Spider-Man? I don't even know. I think I always liked Spider-Man. I had toys of Spider-Man. Like, it's just one of those other things that I just didn't, like, I didn't focus on it as a kid. But as I got older, I realized how much Spidey stuff I had, if that makes sense, or how much I just generally enjoyed it. And it, I know that oh, I had Spider-Man number one, Sam Raimi's one, that film on VHS and on DVD because DVD had become a thing. Yep. And was just like, holy shit, like, I'm reading this character. He's on the screen. This is fucking amazing. Like, this is cool. So I think even with those films that pushed up to the to the point where like literally staring at me i've got like a record like Ooh. the old school yeah the amazing spider-man and friends vinyls and stuff like yeah you know I, I had just heaps of spidey stuff um throughout my life and just never ever stopped i guess is the best way to put it that's i think that's just the best way to put most of my collecting is it seems to start with like just one thing and i'll collect it and I'll either collect it for like, you know, it could be a year. And then I'll go, I'll stop and go, this isn't for me. I didn't, I haven't enjoyed this. This has been either a chore or a fucking, uh, just not enjoying it. Where, and I know we all go through stages like that. But with me, I then have something like Spider-Man or Moon Knight or Street Sharks where I just never didn't want them. It just kind of one what you woke up one day and it just felt like it was forever that you'd liked it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like now, what's I'm 32 this year, and I can honestly say that I, I mean, I've had even Spawn comics since I was a kid, and I never ever would have imagined giving it away or passing it on or ditching it. Where Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, um, other stuff I've sold and got rid of. Like the basketball cards, I, it's strange that I kept those. I probably put them up for sale once or twice and people didn't want them. 
Okay. And that's why I ended up just going, well, hang on, no one wants them. I'll just keep them because it was my, that's what started my collecting. Yep. And Goosebumps books, probably stuff like that. It's yep. hard yep. to say what really started collecting, but the stuff that I've kept collecting, uh, yeah, it's definitely Spidey and Moon Knight and things like that. Just just because the love for those characters just never went away. Even Street Sharks, like I said, I keep collecting them. I keep buying them. I, fuck, I think I've got doubles and triples of certain characters because I can't remember because all my stuff's locked away. But I don't think I'll ever stop buying that stuff unless I finally go, nah, I've had enough or I've completed it. Okay. Or it's just financially not doable. Like, yeah. That's a, that's been a big one where I've cut down. down I mean, I've slowed down a lot on my collecting this year and last year because I'm trying to buy the house stuff. But uh, I think my collecting once I buy the house will also slow down even a little more than it already has. I think there'll be like a solid couple of years, two or three years, where Just trying to get on your feet, trying to. I won't yeah. be buying as much. I'll probably look through what I'm reading now and just go, nope, nope, nope. And I kind of even made the rule to myself that I don't buy number ones now unless it's a character I have always collected. So if it's Spider-Man related, I'll have yeah, a look yeah. at it. Um, I didn't even buy Savage Spider-Man. Like I'm cutting myself way down, but that's because, you know, unfortunately you've got to do adult things with houses and whatever else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's the best way to put it is I think my, co- my what was the question exactly? Sorry. I literally just asked uh, how'd you get into comics. Yeah, so getting into got comics. into the Spider-Man specifically, I think. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So I think getting into Spider-Man was more of uh, just always was kind of thing. It, it, I don't think there's a defined point where I've gone fuck Spider-Man's for me. I might have said there is in the previous thing. Uh, I just can't remember it right now. Who knows? I I can do that. I might contradict myself every now and then with memory. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. Um, you're the biggest Spawn fan I know. Yeah. How did, is that also another thing that just came out of nowhere or do you? That was a... more the, that was, to be honest, that was more the, the movies, I guess, the, the movie. You uh, saw the I, movie and then yeah. you were like, I need to know more. I, I'd always, I'd been given lots of Spawn comics by various people because no one wanted them for a long time, but never had the, in order until, I think in the last couple of years and I started collecting Spawn like when I said, I'm going to get all of it was when no one gave a shit. And I thought this is great because no one wants this. I bear a dollar each or $2 each. I don't have to fight for people to get them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like, especially like with my Spider-Man collection, a lot of the books I need now are thousands of fucking dollars and I don't have that. So Spawn collecting more started out of i actually liked the film and then i was like oh that film was fun and it's super cheap oh that's cool it's a win-win no one gives a shit it's kind of also why i probably kept on with street sharks because street sharks i used to buy them for like four or five dollars at secondhand markets yeah uh, and then now they're like you know minimum of 20 something dollars if you're lucky for half of them but yeah i think spawn to be honest really did start out of me going this is terrible i love it so that's definitely uh a bit different to most of my collecting but even actually that's also why i started collecting x-force at one point that's why the early x-force run which i don't i've nearly got every book for that i think i literally was like i'm gonna collect this because i I love the artwork i love all the patches i love the terrible rob lightfield type stuff i think that's heaps of fun and i love that 90s kind of vibe 
but it was also like cheap. You could buy those books for a dollar as well. Yeah. Uh, so, and I used to read them as a kid. Like I'd get big packs uh, when the comic shops closed down in Tasmania. My nan would take me to chicken feed and they'd sell packs of comics for 10 bucks. And usually there'd be X-Force, X-Men. It was just all 90s stuff. And so that's where I think most of my comics were actually collected from when I, when I was younger. Okay. Uh, chicken feed of all places, which is basically the $2 store. Um, so, yeah. like, so those X-Force comics, those had to have gone up a little bit in value given, given that like a bunch, bunch of X-Force stuff has happened. In, in they the have, but they're still not that expensive. X-Force yeah, is probably imagine. still one of the cheap because in the 90s, everything was overprinted. So it, it, there's a couple that probably sit at maybe 20 bucks. And I don't think there's anything much higher. But yeah, okay. it, it's, it's, X-Force is still possibly one of the cheapest things I'm trying to finish off um but i haven't like i said in the last couple of years not really been focusing on it get, get in there before marvel studios finally does the x-force movie but basically the last three years i'll say the last three years i haven't focused on my collecting as much no i'll say two years because the year before that i wasn't focusing and ended up buying some of the biggest books i ever bought but yeah it's just <laughs> but that was more like a coincidental where someone messaged me and goes hey dude i've got amazing spider-man number three and i'm like fuck yeah. <laughs> like Yo, dude, like, I've got this first appearance of Moon Knight. Yo, and he was, yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they were willing to do payment plans and stuff. I actually bought yes. the first appearance of Moon Knight and things while I was technically, I was traveling overseas. And so I was being cheeky and just putting money aside each week and just sending it to this person who then sent me all the books once I finished paying and got back from being overseas. Fair enough. I like that. Well done. Yeah. Good hustle. Thank you. So Moon Knight obviously is another character you're huge on but you've already said um that you sort of just it just kind of happened one day well uh, moon knight was in spider-man there's a sidekick story and i liked the sidekick story and i got collected all of that just to read it um and then i just went from there basically with moon knight he was just always he just seemed weird and then when they well i'll say i think it was bendis kind of really introduced the fact that he was insane um properly i think it was bendis maybe i'm getting i I, I would have no idea i fucking can't remember now i literally can't remember now who who wrote it and i was literally talking about it yesterday my brain is definitely switching off um yeah whoever wrote there was a particular line where it basically goes you know it shows that he's crazy properly for the first time and that's when i was like i really liked the character and then i was like oh wow okay this is this is way cool. I see where they're going with this. Well, you, you thought the character was way cooler enough that you wrote an entire piece on Moon Knight. Uh, this kind of threw me off. A couple of weeks ago, you mentioned you, you wrote it for some, you wrote this entire article piece on Moon Knight. Um, you wanna... I've got, I did, a, oh, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. I did a course online uh, that ended up getting me, uh, I think I was technically meant to get, um, oh, hang on, I'll, I'll just start like this. Basically, it was about superheroes and you could study stuff to do with superheroes and you kind of had to choose your own topic to a certain extent, but it had to be with pop culture today. And so I used Moon Knight as an example for mental health and for religion and comics and did this big, I'll call it a thesis uh, on Moon Knight and religion and mental health within comics. And it got submitted into the Smithsonian and accepted. And now it's in the Smithsonian as a part of the research and everything there. Uh, to do with characters and Marvel and all that. And from that, I technically got a, I was meant to get a F, what are those, what's digital content that only you can access kind of thing? Is it FT, those, everyone's obsessed with now. 
Oh, uh, an NFT? Non, yeah, yeah, non yeah. yeah so basically, okay. before any of that was it anyone gave a shit, I have some, but it's signed by Stan Lee and other artists and people as well. That is artwork and things that was made if you passed this certificate for superheroes and stuff. And yeah, I passed it and technically I had all that stuff sent to me, but I could never get it to work and never access it. So I passed, I got the certificate, I've printed that out. I put that somewhere. I think I had it framed because it's kind of cool, but yeah, it's kind of weird. I did it and then fucking hated it. It was a weird course. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't actually recommend it to anyone, but okay. yeah, I did it. I did it. So I've got my name in the Smithsonian uh, um, somewhere. So I'm just assuming that if anyone ever decided to look me up, I'd be there probably. Awesome. And so that entire thing was discussing mental health and 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 because you 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 talked a little bit about this the relationship between uh, like religion and characters there's a lot to do with religion and stuff and how i'm not a fan of religion so it was kind of using that and my point of views with how moon knight and comics take religion and use it and how so dc is a prime example of just using gods that are fucking well known throughout history of yeah there's a lot that's it's so much to go into that i, I kind of can't from from not being able to uh finish math class and do an exam to having a entire article submitted to the smithsonian you uh you must have did something right sir yeah i didn't listen to my teachers <laughs> uh that's the lesson don't listen no yeah they're fucking naysayers man <laughs> I'm, you know i'll say this my generation's pretty unlucky in this one way you're so for, especially for me we had we've had more technology released than any other generation yet like we're still the longest than the most we've had vinyl tape blah 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 vhs dvd cd and all the other thousands mp3 you know yeah streaming like all this stuff like we've had more technology advances in my lifetime than nearly any other age bracket before it's 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 more than like it's more than like triple or, or quadruplicate what our fathers would have been through yeah it's insane yeah. and then and then on top of that my age group especially were told constantly things like if you don't work hard and physically hard you're never going to make any money uh we're constantly told not to pursue music comics toys anything as a career constantly told you can't make money doing things this way uh film editing and all that was basically like unless you were going to be working for the southern cross doing certain things and stuff like that in tv you would never make it especially because you're in australia not in america so uh, all through you know my younger days uh and even in my like college days people just constantly being like you will never be successful in these areas just constantly and then the generation below us is literally like Oh, I'll put something on YouTube. I have 20 million subscribers and now I'm famous. Like, if only that's how it went. I know, but you know what I mean? That, that's, literally, <laughs> that's literally how, like, the right place. So, you, my generation was stuck between yeah, yeah. work hard and the right time, right place. So, yeah. yeah. It, it was you, very you didn't bizarre. quite have the, the access to technology that we do. No, you, and we you, were you. slightly too old, uh, I think, for the most part, for us to go viral kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah to have that kind of exposure it was all very quite young people uh like even when i was 20 the people blowing up on social media were like 15 and 16 and shit so it's like it's like that weird gap that just never each way didn't work out uh 
So I know that like most of my generation have do, do work on sort of both sides of the fence. And it's really weird to see where everyone kind of ends You're up. You're in a weird I've, transitional period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've worked in both fields. I've done TV, audio, visual, sound. Uh, then I've also swapped that because the hours suck into doing like labor work. So, I mean, you're the, you're the VHS generation is what you are. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You, VHS. You're the, you, you watch that die. Well, I mean, that's how I used to watch the Jackass TV series. I used to have to get people to swap VHSs with me. Hey, I had tapes, I had tapes, like tape music. Had you used to put a tape in to try and record yourself playing with one microphone that might work through a really cable like the size of your head like yeah i've gone through all the technologies now and now we're here on zoom. yeah just on zoom recording yeah. and streaming and talking yeah. about how shit technology is <laughs> how dare it be slow uploading i had dial up motherfucker oh <laughs> uh, it's taken an hour uh i mean that's i mean that's too long service screw it you know everything's ruined yeah, i once <laughs> downloaded a movie for three days <laughs> yeah yeah uh, even even in the uh mid 2000s it was like that like when i was starting to really get into technology uh, a lot younger uh, i was actually having this conversation with my mum. uh my favorite band of all, uh, of all time uh is nightwish um and i literally i, I looked at my mom we'll talk, i was showing her some nightwish things because like i've never actually shown you anything in my band, favorite band and i'm like you know how i actually found out about them she's like what i said limewire yeah and she was like and she just sort of like looked at me like LimeWire. I'm like, yeah, the program. She's like, oh my God, she completely forgot about it. I did it. not have sexual relations with that girl. Did you ever have that? <laughs> uh, You'd go to I download really... a song or something. And for some reason it would always be, is it Kennedy's speech or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, 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 so I'm going I'm to be honest with you. Um, that is how I discovered porn was LimeWire. Uh, I was too young to really care. All I know Amazing. is I, I I looked up Spider Man, and I think I think Spider Man. I no, I think the girl's name was Mary Jane. I oh, I, I think that's what I happened. I have to assume that's what happened because I think that's what I, I looked up. Know that there's a, a, <laughs> kind of the same thing, but not exactly. But um, I think it still exists. There was a, a page or a group called Nibblies or Nibblies or something like that. But they you'd be able to go to their site. You could copy the link of their video or the name of the people in the video and you could put it into LimeWire and then it would download their things. But I actually had I got given a computer and when I went through this computer from a family friend, they thought they'd cleaned everything out but forgot to do the unhide folders thing. So I went into, um, I went just as, a, I didn't think anything would show up. So I clicked on hidden folders just in case and all of a sudden there was this one hidden folder. I went into it and it was just full of porn. I was like, wow. <laughs> As a, what, I don't know, maybe 15, 16 year old male, I was like, yes. <laughs> See, I, I, I think I was like eight or nine. When Damn, I, that's a yeah, young man. Yeah, live one. Because, yeah, just, just, and I like, I literally, I was like, I, I, I called my mom and I was like, what is this? And she's like, you're not quite old enough to know yet. And I'm like, okay. Hey. She's like, can you, can you get rid of it? I'm like, I'll, I'll get rid of it because I, I didn't care. I didn't know why, what they were doing and why they were doing it. I hadn't had sex ed yet. I hadn't had it explained. I hadn't hit puberty. It was, it was, it, it's funny. I came across porn and my favorite band of all time through, through LimeWire. That's it's, crazy. Cause I saw Nightwish on, Nightwish would have been on, I was well and truly already playing in bands and stuff. So Nightwish was probably on Rage. 
if I didn't see it on Rage, it would have been just on a CD or something. I remember seeing the film clip. Fuck, I remember when YouTube started. I actually also remember when YouTube started, just simply because of what I did. Uh, I I watched uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged series as it was coming out. Yeah, right. The the original by little uh, by little Karibo. I remember watching it as it was coming out, uh, and I remember not really caring that much. Like uh, the swear words didn't shock me because. <laughs> my nan gave me uh, when i was five years old she gave me a burned so not an official she burned it, a burned copy of uh, team america when i was five years old thinking oh this is gonna be a cool puppet thing for for him to watch she's done that to me a few times where she's seen something she thought oh this would be cool for Connor to watch it turns to be like violent brutal full of swears i used to watch um on sbs late at night i'd stay up to watch all the anime stuff on there. That's the only place I could get it. So I'd watch Bubblegum Crisis was one. Um, I fucking can't even remember. There's heaps on there. There was a, a three or four. Ninja Scroll might have been showed. Okay. And all the films, oh, I can't think of his name. He did Porco Rosso. Um, all, all the, the animated films that everyone's obsessed with now. Oh, uh, Studio Ghibli? Yeah, Studio Ghibli stuff was all played through SBS late at night. And I remember a guy that was at a random, uh, like I was a kid and was at a party and he had a Hawaiian shirt that had Goku on it. Okay. I was like, holy shit, that is so cool. And he was like, oh, well, just make sure that you actually tune in tonight. They're doing like the whole season of Dragon Ball Z over the next three days from this hour to this hour. And I was like, oh my God. So I would not go to bed. I'd just be sitting there like doing this. And my even my dad would be like, you need to go to bed. I'm like, no, Goku's totally going to defeat Freezer this time. Like <laughs> trying to stay up. Oh, trying to watch the whole Goku Freezer fight when you're a kid from start to finish. That would take uh, original uncut Dragon Ball Z. My God. Yeah, that would be forever. Yeah. So I've watched, I've watched all of Dragon Ball, all of Dragon Ball Z and all of GT. No super. You've watched uh, the super movie, by the I, way. I watched the Brawly super movie recently, yes. Yes, yes, which I... I, 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 I lo- My God, that the, the, the fight, the final fight, I was oh, like... Here we go. I think I might still have a copy somewhere. The best Dragon Ball Z film is, my opinion, is it Lord Slug? Really? Because listen to the soundtrack. Okay, you know what? Now, now, now that you've said that, I understand why you've, you've gone with the soundtrack, yes. Because it's uh, literally okay. disturbed Slipknot drowning pool Alan Manson really weird I think it was like this this the third movie onwards which was like tree of my I think it was like tree of my and then Lord Slug and then the cooler movies and Broly they literally I think when they were dubbing and they were like we need to make this more Americanized so they they added American metal they added a bunch of metal like uh you know everyone associates there's a particular uh Pantera song that everyone sort of calls Broly's theme his yeah was it walk? No. No, it was something of soul. My, my... Oh, I can't remember now. Uh, well, something, something like that. It, it, but yeah, no, it was. It's really, it's really funny. Um, to, to to sort of look back at that and go, wow, you know, it's it's it doesn't feel out of place, but also it also it both feels totally right for Dragon Ball Z, but also feels totally weird for Dragon Ball as a franchise at the same time. I'm pretty keen to see when you interview Ashraf how different his answers are to mine. Oh, I, they're going to be so different. I mean, it's, it, I'm very curious to know what his, his life growing up was like. I, I expect less skateboard mattresses. I do too, somehow. Uh, it's significantly less uh, uh, skateboard mattresses. Who knows? Maybe he'll shock us ask and him, more skateboard to, mattresses. You have to ask him about uh, his interaction with police, though, because that's always fun. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's always a that's that's gonna be a fun topic. Yeah. How are we doing for time? I don't know. We are. What we're doing is we are good. I, I, dude, this is my this is my podcast. I, I genuinely I don't think time constraints are as much of a problem here. Okay, <laughs> but we're good. I think we've covered just about everything we could cover. There's still so much more. There's but still can, so much. The amount of dumb shit I've done is just insane. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of things that you gave me that we haven't even touched yet because like the amount of questions I had that I I really wanted to get to. There's so much. So I'm like, look, I'm gonna ask just a couple of things. Yeah. There's so much more. We could always do a part two. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Someone should just write my memoirs. <laughs> if you ever do an autobiography, I think it's going to be an incredibly interesting read. God, this sheer amount of jumping over fences, drunk, and like just crashing, jumping cars, doing jumping off roofs of cars while they're moving, uh, fucking putting crabs all through a mate's car. Um, so his car stank for days. Even had them in the fuel tank. I put, I put them everywhere. I, I have questions, but oh, I feel like here's, this is here's a good one. I got one more just before okay, we go. You know what? So yep. we're driving. We're driving. We've been camping and stuff. And this is the same trip where I put crabs all through this guy's car and stuff. So he's behind us. And this guy had been kind of annoying me during the trip. He's just, I'll put it this way. He's just been a little bitch, just a sook. So, and I struggle with that when someone's just being like, I think we had to buy a lighter at one stage and he's the kind of guy that like, well, like, can you just grab the lighter, mate? He went in, came back and goes, right, so who's got the 50 cents to pay me back? 50 cents. Like, what the fuck, dude? 50 cents. It's like, you're we're going to light the fire for you to eat food too, man. Like, that just means we don't have to sit there rubbing sticks together, you dumbass. Like, fucking insane. So that's the kind of guy he was being on this trip. And I legitimately got like this big thing of toilet paper and put it in a plastic bag and squeezed a whole tube of toothpaste into it and just like got it all nice and gross and congealed in this ball, then opened it up, like used the bag as a glove and just went like that behind out the car window and it went bang, splattered all across his window. <laughs> he was so angry. He's pulled up next to us. He's like, what are you doing? And I literally got like earbuds put toothpaste all over them and I'm like throwing them and they're sticking to the car and stuff as we're driving and every time he'd come near us on a corner to yell at something I was throwing at him I just put more toothpaste and more paper or more earbuds just stuck to his fucking car <laughs> my god that would have been a hell of a time having to clean that yeah it would have sucked I was so happy he wasn't going to the <laughs> it was so much Oh, that's a bridge burned, if I've ever heard one. No, I mean, him are still very close friends. Really? <laughs> I even went to his wedding and everything, so yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you for your time, Sam. This has been a, a, a very insightful discussion. Um, Nothing different. Yeah, I don't think we've been you have ever sat down and, and just had a talk like this, ever. Talking about myself is weird, but yeah. I, I, I imagine it is, I, uh, quite, especially when someone's questioning you about it. But like me and Ashraf have sat down for, uh, I don't think it's ever been just me and you, because Ashraf always shown up for uh, Comic Thoughts. Yes, that is true. So, so true. this is literally the first time it's just me and you. Yeah, so Champions Way interview number one done. Yeah, number one. We'll, we'll see how we go moving forward. This will always be an easy easy out if I can't figure out another thing to do. There you go. There's the caption for you. Yeah, there's the, there's the screenshot thing. There you go. That'll do. Nicely done. All right. Love that. All right. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Sam. Oh, good, and, uh, all of you, if you like that, you know what to do. It's YouTube. It's been around long enough. You know what the buttons are down there. You know what will help us. It'll help feed my ego. I'll help feed 
his family. Yeah, his family. Where are you? Where are you gonna be? I'm reversed. Oh, I? fucking don't know. Yeah, when you do zoom, I'm reversed. Oh, I'm so underneath you on mine because I've got it. Oh, okay, well on mine, I think so. I'm gonna be reversed, so you'd be there, and my there camera's here. So there we go. That guy, help feed his family and my ego. Do what you need to down there. Let your friends know. Also, hopefully, when this goes up on YouTube, this will also be up on the Spotify's because I got permission. Ah, I got permission yeah. from you guys to do it, and there'll be you can listen to it. You can get uh, big boy pants. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I love my big boy pants. They actually fit me. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone.